Once again, I welcome everyone to the Manifest Telecast with our special guest, Tony Scott. I mentioned on the very first program that we seldom have guests on. Most of the time I do a special teaching, uh, you know, from a certain area of scripture or history or prophecy. But this teaching is so relevant and so important right now. And I think a pastor would agree with me that the people have to hear how to overcome what they're dealing with. And it's so practical and I appreciate him being here and I want you to listen to these programs over and over again to glean all the nuggets that you're about to hear. Now today, we're gonna to talk about from fractured to wholeness. And this is a very, very important subject because a lot of people have been fractured in body, soul, and spirit. First Thessalonians 5:23, the tripart area of their life. So uh, good to have you again, Tony. And I wanna welcome you to the studio here in Cleveland, Manifest Program. So you go take it from here. So I'm going to, once again, promote the book. We've done this on an, another episode. Yeah. One plus one equals one is the story of Shirley and I's life. But it's more than that. It's about the law of oneness in the kingdom of God. And it affects marriage, family, sports teams, anywhere you have a group of people together in a ministry. The law of oneness comes into play. And we've seen hundreds, if not thousands by now, of marriages heal by the principles of this book. I would encourage you to go to my website, TonyScott.tv, and get a copy of the book. And, and, and as my wife said, oh, I just love this book. So when Pam endorses the book, it's double, two thumbs up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get her on video doing that. <laughs> you need to. Yes, I will. I can't even get her on a program. She's so shy. Yeah. So good luck. <laughs> She's so shy. I want to thank you for the opportunity to come and yeah. share and, and talk about. And I, I, I really haven't talked a lot about the pain uh, of grief that has gripped my life. As you know, Perry uh, surely went to be with the Lord on August the 18th, 2020, 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, she had suffered greatly from Tell the cancer. Tell him how long you'd been married. Uh, we'd been married 55 years. We started dating. Uh, we dated for three years. I met her when she was 15 years of age at Church of God Youth Camp in Greenville, South Carolina. Hmm. Just happened to go over that day with my buddy, David <laughs> Dowdy, and we we're going to go check out the girls that were at the youth camp. And That's got funny. out of the car, and there she is standing by the concession stand. And boy, she was the most beautiful young lady I'd ever seen. And I said to David Dowdy... <laughs> Who is that? And he said, that's Shirley Leslie, and you don't have a dog's chance. That's what he said to you? That's what he said to me. Well, we, we were never separated from that time Isn't on. that amazing? And totally lived a wonderful life. So in the midst of that grief, and, and I didn't really know how to deal with that grief. Um, I was fractured like I had never been fractured before in my life. I was not whole anymore. I was not well. And I didn't know how to deal with that grief. And I really didn't know enough about heaven. And I, I searched the scriptures, spent four and a half months teaching on heaven from, from the pulpit to, in order for me to get through my grief. Mm. Fractured like never before. When you look at the last couple of years, what the enemy has done in this nation and around the world is he has fractured people. Uh, he's taken wholeness away from people that we are not whole. We, mm -hmm. something, we've lost something that mm -hmm. it seems like we'll never get back. This nation has changed. Church has changed. Ministry has changed. Yes, it has. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, like he has done, we have to go to the Word of God. We have to seek the face of God. During the Christmas holidays, I was in South Carolina. My sister-in-law runs a conference center there. 
And I cried out to God. I was by myself for a day or two. And I said, God, I can't live the next year like I've lived the last two years. And you must speak to me. I've got to have a word from you. And Perry, just as clearly as I'm speaking right now, the Lord said this to me. And I'd never heard these words before. He said, for the last two years, you've been living with a siege mentality. You've been under siege by the enemy. Mm. The enemy came to fracture you. He came to take away your wholeness. And you've literally built up walls of anger Mm. and confusion. And you have suffered greatly in the loss of your wife. And there's a wall of grief and there's a wall of sorrow. And you're under siege by the enemy. But I didn't create you to live like that. All of your ministry and all of your life, you have had a press forward mentality. You've had a seize mentality. And being the person that I am, Mm. I immediately went to the scriptures because I wanted to see this in the word of God. Jesus. And I went, the the Holy Spirit directed me to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12 when Paul said, I have not yet apprehended that for which God apprehended me. What's apprehended? And I looked it up in the Greek and it says seized. Seized. Oh, that's what it means? That's what it means. Yes. I, I have not yet seized, taken hold of that for which God has seized me. I just want you to hear this. Wow. Because he said, God took hold of me. He seized my life Uh, for a purpose and a reason that Paul was not living. Paul was fighting Jesus Christ. He was fighting the kingdom of God. He was fighting the gospel. And God took hold of him him and seized him in that moment. Suddenly seized him. Sure did. And I said to God, thank you. Now, where's the siege mentality? Uh And he took me to 2 Kings chapter 6 and chapter 7. Okay. And the king of Samaria is walking around on the wall because Elisha has said there being no rain and there's going to be a famine in the land and people were dying. Animals were dying. There there was a scarcity of food, scarcity of water. In addition to that, the Syrians were right outside the camp, encamped. So they were under siege Mm -hmm. and they developed a siege mentality Mm -hmm. and they were fearful. They thought they were going to die. And one woman is saying uh, to the king, help me because yesterday we killed my son and ate him. And now my neighbor will not do that same thing. Mm, And and he like, he is so angry. Why would you come to me with this? Why don't you go to God with this? Go see the prophet. Don't Mm, talk to me about this. And, And this is what he says before the sun goes down. I'll have the head of Elisha. I'll kill him. And he goes after Elisha. Blaming him for the famine, in other words. Blaming him. Yes, blaming him for everything because he spoke it. Uh And so the city is under siege. Mm -hmm. But there are three lepers outside. And they said, you know what? If we sit here, we're going to die. If we go into the city, we're going to die. Let's just go throw ourselves on the mercy of the Syrians and let's see what happens. And so they started towards the Syrians. Now, listen to this. This is so powerful. Walking. And while they're walking, walking. Remember God last week? begins walking. to amplify <laughs> their feet. Yeah, and as yeah. he amplifies the noise, the Syrians believe that the king of Samaria has gone and gotten two neighboring countries and they're about to come against them and they run and leave everything there. The thing is, they've been out taking nations and taking their silver, their gold, their wealth. And food. And, and food. Yeah. And it was all in the tent. <laughs> and, and the lepers show up and they eat until they're satisfied and said, it's not right. Let's go back and uh-huh. tell the king. And you know the story. And I don't want to go there. But they were under a siege mentality yeah. until the word of the Lord came. Yeah. Tomorrow about this time, Elisha said, 
There's going to be plenty of food. Same guy that said yes. no rain is yes. now saying tomorrow, tomorrow this time will see a it. change is coming. Yeah, a change is hey. coming. Here's the word of the Lord. Woo. You'll be able to buy food for pennies. You'll be, there'll be plenty of water. And, and the right-hand man of the king was with him, and he said, no such way. E even if, if God opened heaven, that's not, And Elisha said, you'll see it, but you won't eat of it. And the next day, he dropped dead. Ooh. You see, you've got mm. to listen to the word of God. All of us get mm. fractured at times. We get slammed mm -hmm. by the enemy, and we're fractured. We're not whole. Ever since the Garden of Eden, God's been trying to make us whole. And he does that through Jesus Christ. Wow. When the attacks of the enemy come, what is it about? Listen to me. This is very important. There are only two reasons for an attack of the enemy in the Bible. Okay. You go from Genesis to Revelation, you'll find two reasons why the enemy attacks. Number one, he attacks the Word of God. Yeah. He always attacks the Word of God. Whatever Did that God in the garden. Said, that was in the garden. That Hadn't is God in the garden. Said. Hadn't God, God said. God said. Yep. All Has the God way through said. the Bible, he's attacking yep. the Word of God. Somebody gets the Word of God, the enemy attacks. The second thing he attacks is the work of God. Oh, it's ministry. Yes. Mm. So there are only two things. The Word of God, the work of God. And, and, and what does God do? God heals us through His Word. His Word is a healing Word. It's an interesting concept when you look at how the Hebrews saw a Word from someone's mouth. They saw it as being the person. They saw it as a living word. So if you spoke something, your word would live. It was alive. Be because, and, and what does the Bible say? Jesus became the word of God, the spoken word of God. And then he came, became the word of God in flesh. Logos, okay. yeah. Now take the Holy Spirit. Listen to how they looked at the Holy Spirit. They looked at the Holy Spirit as the breath of someone. The, the very breath by which they would utter something. So you have speech and you have the Spirit. And so when you hear the Word of God and the Holy Spirit begins to churn that Word inside of you and you grab hold of that Word of God, wholeness begins to come mm. into your life and you become whole again. That doesn't mean your circumstance changed. That doesn't mean the attack goes away. Please hear me. But now you've got a Word that can make you whole again, make you well again. And you grab hold of that Word and you feast on that Word and God begins to mend you and heal you. Wow. Go, now go back again. So... Every attack is either the word that you have stood on and believed to attack it to say, this is not true. This is not going to happen. Or to test God, it. God says he loves you. If he does love you, then why are you going through this? God says he would heal you. Why are you still sick? God says that if you give, it would be given. Why does everybody else have a breakthrough but you? It's just like uh, when Satan tempted Jesus. It was lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, three levels. And then in ministry, and this is interesting because I have, uh, as you do, many, many friends in ministry. I mean, uh, literally uh, tens of thousands that we have yes. know of or yes. know. And I know you said that's a lot, but I've been preaching 46 years. Yes. Every minister I know is under some kind of an attack, either with the child and the family, yes. marriage, sickness, members that are just horrible. <laughs> and I could go on and list 10 things. And so why, in your opinion, mm -hmm. is there such an attack on the word and ministry in this season? It's everywhere. It's global. I mean, in Michigan, 400 pastors in the state of Michigan, Bob Rogers told me this, have died the past two years of different things. Some of them were the, you know, was the virus, others it was heart problems or whatever. And, and one denomination is here in town, they've lost 450 ministers. Now these are ministers, 
This is not just members. And it's like there's this real assault all the way across the board. Even even like when Shirley went to heaven, what a blessing for her, but terrible for you. Because mm. it's like me and Pam. I depend on, I don't, look, I don't know how to do laundry or dishes. I'm not dumb, but she just takes care of, I, I never sign a check, ever. I do not accept if somebody gives me a check, I sign the back. I never make out a check. So I, I can't relate to that level of what you've been through, but then I've been through things that, that, that are different from what other people have been through. So why is it this season, in your opinion, Okay, so and I know I don't want to get you off track, but I feel no, like no, asking no, no, that. No, but that's a very because wonderful. a lot of people are wondering that. What is the deal? What is going on? No, that's a great question. That's a great question, and it deserves a biblical answer. Okay. Okay, so let's go back forty years ago. So a, a movement hit this nation called the Seeker Movement, the Seeker Friendly Movement. Right. And what they did was they took the gospel and re reduced it down to its basic constituent elements and made it as simple as possible. And, and, and so let's reduce everything, let's present a program, let's introduce light, let's, let's introduce secular music into the churches and, and let's build sermons around movies. And, and, uh, and, and I'm not against anything that you do to draw people. And they drew millions of people yep. and millions of people got saved. But let me tell you what happened in the midst of that. The Word of God was not preached in its fullness and in its power. Yes, true. And, and the church growth industry was born. It was birth. It was born. It was birthed during that era. And it became a huge industry, a business empire, if you will. But what was lost in that was the depth of the teaching of the Word of God and the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. And we watered everything down. But I want to tell you, and I want you to hear me, when the Bible says Jesus came speaking, what was He speaking? He was speaking the truth of the kingdom of God. And when He preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, deaf ears opened. I want you to hear me. The dumb began to speak. The lame walked. The dead were raised to life. And what I believe is, has happened in these 40 plus years mm -hmm. is that we took the gospel and watered it down and we preached a gospel that's not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, it contained some of the constituent elements, but it did not contain the power. Mm -hmm. And I would just say to any ministry friends that are out there, I'm not putting anybody down for anything. I'm not trying to cast stones at anyone. But when you do not hear the word of God for yourself, so easy today to go online and grab a sermon and go preach it. But I'm going to tell you this again. You do not practice what you preach. You preach, preach what, what you, you practice. practice. The message must be born inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that message must come forth in power. It, it, I'm not saying that you have to live everything, but you have to believe it to the point that it becomes a part of you. Because ever since Genesis, when God broke down Adam's spirit and Eve's spirit, Adam and Eve were created to live out of their spirit. And then when the enemy came in, they had to live out of their mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. They had to live out of their five senses. We were not created like that. We were created to live by our spirit. And so what got fractured was the spirit of man. Okay. The attack was against the spirit mm -hmm. of man. And what did the enemy attack? The word that God, God spoke. spoke. Hath God said. Made him you question see, the word. Yes, the totally word of God. question everything God And told. then for the rest of the Bible, mm. for the rest of the Bible, this is what you will see. An attack against the word of God, an attack against the work of God. The enemy is 
he's on his last leg in the world. I don't oh. know when the end comes. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, but listen to me. The spirit of the Antichrist is in the world. Yes, it is. And, and this pandemic that we have seen, it's not the last one. There will be others. I don't want to scare anybody. Right. But we're in the time of the end. I don't know right. when that is. Right. And the enemy has now moved in for the kill. But oh, hear me. Lester Summerall used to say to me, sometimes the enemy overplays his hand. Amen. And Amen. when he does, he gets embarrassed big time. And this was his big shot. He's going to take us out. He's going to shut the churches down. They're not going to have church services. And now we've got this Internet thing. And thank God for it. We got the message out. But now what we can say from our pulpits is controlled by those who run the things, the social media on the Internet. We've been warned about things we will say. They don't want us to preach the whole gospel because we're the only people left alive on the earth who has the hope of getting the world back to wholeness. Yes, and that's Nobody something. else has. So really, message. the strategy of the enemy, and some people would not detect the enemy in the strategy. Correct. They see a company, a person, a group, yes. members, staff, ex-staff, whatever it might be. That's what they look at. They don't say, behind this is a strategy that is from a principality, from a demonic entity over a region, from a, a demonic enemy over a nation. And so the first thing we have to do is we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right. but the spirit that's behind yes. the yes, flesh yes, and yes, blood. Yes, okay? yes, yes. Now, in this area of, of, of the nation being fractured, the nation being divided, people being divided, churches being divided, and, and, and people who are creating division out of their own wounds and out of their yes. own hurts, all of that's taken place. Then, then what do you say, let's go into remedies that you've learned about this. How to get healed. Okay, let's go to First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, wholeness, uh -huh. and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to take that verse for a moment. We were, comp we were created to be whole, to be complete. Mm -hmm. In the garden, man's spirit, soul, and body was fractured. And in that moment, from that time on, because the gene pool, the blood was, as you well know, the blood was polluted, it was corrupted, and now the life of the blood contains sin. And so yeah. man is under the influence of a satanic force. A, a, I call it what it is in the Bible, a spirit of the Antichrist. Yeah. And what is the spirit of the Antichrist trying to do? Trying to take wholeness away from us. God wants you to be whole. He wants you to be well. He wants you to come after him. He wants you to seek his face. Mm -hmm. He wants you to hear his word. He wants you to do his work. I'll tell you the ministries that will last. It will be the ministries that go through great persecution where the enemy is trying to wipe them out, to stop them dead in their tracks. There will be lies. There will be insinuations. There will be accusations. But I want to remind you of something. Accusation is never evidence. Mm. Accusation is never evidence. We all get accused. I've been accused. My friends have been accused. But I want you to know if you get in the presence of the living God, Glory. if you have an intimate, personal relationship mm -hmm. with the almighty God of heaven, and you begin to hear the voice of heaven, you'll be like a Moses and you will rise up and you will be a deliverer and you'll be a conqueror and there's nothing that the enemy can do to stop you. Just remember what the Bible says. No weapon formed 
against you shall prosper. The word formed is in the past tense, which tells me there will be weapons formed against me. There is no question mm -hmm. about it. And what is that weapon formed to do? Take away from me the veracity of the word of the living God so that I cannot do the work of God because without the word of God, you can't do the work of mm -hmm. God. And that's where we've gone over the last 40 mm -hmm. years. We have Ooh. lost the power and the anointing of the word of the living God. Yes, yes, yes. So let's have the restoration of all the word. Yes. Uh, not for, for body, which yes. is physical healing, for soul, which spirit, is Spirit, soul, and body. All three. And, and actually in the Bible, it's spirit, soul, body. Yeah. Wow. Spirit, soul, Spirit's body. Spirit's first. Yes, spirit so is first. So spirit is where we, we minister to the human spirit, which then goes into the mind to renew the mind, which affects the body, gives the body strength and the joy it needs to. Yes, the yeah. Holy Spirit inhabits my human spirit. Yeah. And why does he do that? Because it's spirit to spirit connection. Yeah. And God feeds my spirit. What does my spirit do? My spirit rises up to feed my mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. My spirit, my mind, will, and emotions, wow. my soul rise up together and overwhelm my body. And my body has no choice but to do what wow. the spirit has wow. told it to do. Wow. Well, now listen, uh, you know, we were talking the other day that the one problem with our program is we run out of time. We run out of time. And I hear people say, Perry, you need to be on for an hour. It would only cost me $10 million to be on for an hour versus five all year long I'm talking about. We just don't have that kind of finance. That would be wonderful. We don't have the kind of finance to do that. But I thank you for joining me. We're going to have one more program next week with Tony, a powerful lesson he's going to give. But I'm going to tell you how to get this book. This is, a, this is the biggest prophetic book I've done probably in my entire life. And I want you to get it along with the audio CD and stay with us for some announcements at the end. My new book titled The Visions contains specific details of visions and revelations involving future, both national and international events, from visions and encounters that I have recorded in my private journal. I've waited for the right prophetic season to disclose these warnings and events. God's Word states that if spiritual watchmen do not warn the people of the danger they see coming, the watchmen will be held accountable for what happens to the people. After experiencing much inner conviction in my soul, I sensed it was the right time to pen what I and others have seen. Much of this book covers warning visions explaining what is coming and how to prepare. I've divided the visions into what was, what is, and what is to come. Here are some of the subjects I will cover in the book. Learn the four different types of spiritual visions. I explain ancient oracles exposing how leaders attempted to see the future. Visions of cities burning, both present and future, including New York City. My father's vision of a planned East Coast nuclear attack. Also, my recent visions concerning cremation ovens. I experienced a vision of a frightening assault on a public school that I want to share with you. I have, for many years, experienced tsunami visions, and I've decided to release that information and include the locations that I have seen in those visions. There is a vision of a nuclear power plant that initiates a stock market crash. There's a vision of empty cities and empty streets that I believe is linked to the recent pandemic and possibly another pandemic coming. The vision of the 10 mile radius bioweapons attack on London, England. And also I've seen in three different visions, a strong earthquake impacting the Midwest, especially the St. Louis area. I also talk about the strange vision of three tornadoes that I believe cost Hillary Clinton her political future. 
I share a vision revealing future attacks on individual Christians and churches. I also talk about when political leaders and their administrations lose divine favor with God. I have a section where I talk about 2024 and beyond, and I've included what I believe to be an interesting historical parallel about a possible Trump second term, the coming revival through the lens of a camera. One of my favorite chapters that's gonna be very helpful to you is this, 10 Rules and Wisdom Principles for Surviving and Thriving at the End. The book also has important instructions for the reader to follow. When you order this new book, I'm also including my two audio CD teaching, The Battle of the Two Marks, which exposes the future mark of the beast and explains the mystery of the seal of God, both which are alluded to in the book of Revelation. Get the new book in the audio CD now for your donation of $35 or more. Ask for offer VS 141. You can order at perrystone.org or by calling toll-free 1-888-21-BREAD or mail your order to Perry Stone, P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. I hope every prophetic student, intercessor, and those interested to know what is ahead will take time to order this new spiritual resource. I've written this in the fear of the Lord, but I believe it's now the time to release the messages. A remnant is now waking up and preparing. What about you? Thank you for joining me on the Manifest Telecast today. I've been in ministry June 23rd for 46 years, going on 46 years, probably 47. I've actually lost track of time. Started preaching when I was 16 years of age. And we've had ups and downs. We've had more victories uh, than we've had battles. We've had uh, literally so many hundreds of thousands of people saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. But I've, I don't think I've ever seen things come together prophetically on an international level with the nations aligning themselves the way that the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, the book of Ezekiel indicates it's going to take place. This is why you need to be at the International Prophetic Summit in June. The messages are off the chain. You will have, you will hear things there you will not hear on the news. You will not hear on television because there's things that we share there that we would not put on social media or we would not put on television. And there's many reasons for that. We won't go into the explanation for that. But don't forget to get your room booked, get here in the month of June to Cleveland, Tennessee at Omega Center International for the biggest conference we have all year long. As far as our schedule, we took a lot of time off to work on several things. To It was our anniversary this year to spend some time with my family and my wife. I've, I've traveled my whole life for 40 some years and we've had a great time with them, but we're gonna be kicking in, God willing, to lens of the camera and also the summer and fall schedule. You go to perrystone.org for that information. God bless you. Thank you. Don't forget the offer. See you next week. Make plans to attend the 2022 International Prophetic Summit, June 23rd through 26th at Omega Center International in Cleveland, Tennessee. Come hear the latest prophecy updates from Jonathan Kahn, Kurt Landry, Mark Biltz, Bill Cloud, and Perry Stone. This huge event kicks off Thursday night and continues all day Friday and Saturday, concluding in a doubleheader with Bill and Perry on Sunday morning. There is no fee to attend, but you must register online at perrystone.org, where you will also find information on hotels in the area. Seating is limited, so sign up today. Don't miss fresh insights and exciting new prophetic revelation, as each speaker proves that we are living in the end of the age and headed toward a date with destiny, including the return of the Messiah. The 2022 Prophetic Summit. Register now.